Hello everybody and welcome back to OMB Reviews. I am the critic who is a cynic. How is everyone doing this evening? Welcome back to the One Man Low Council N2 because for some reason DLive is not working tonight. So apologies to any of the DLive fam. It says the signal is being sent, but I can see that there is nothing showing up over there. But Welcome to episode 234 of the Welcome to Asgard podcast, because yes, indeed, this show is uploaded as a podcast, usually right after the show. I still need to upload the Chosen of Valhalla stream for March, which we had on Sunday. If you missed that stream, it is still up on the channel, and it was a darn good time. We had a great panel of people on, as always, as my Chosen are wonderful. Uh, but again, I don't know why we're not coming through to DLive, but hey... It is what it is. I know that it's going live on YouTube and that it is live on Periscope. So if you're watching wherever you are, thank you very much for being here. It was very quiet in the chat today. It was very odd. Typically there's a little bit more little bit more action going on pre-show, but it was it was a pretty quiet uh, pre-show stuff. But before getting into the chat, uh, to shout the people out watching tonight and of course, to talk about a lot of things because we have some uh, some somewhat breaking news, right, today at least, some breaking news from Disney. Uh, before we do that, though, I want to shout out Twirly Wolf, who a week ago had donated off stream, and that's why I missed it. I was like, hey, I got a random $50 donation via Streamlabs, and so I didn't know where it was from, didn't see a message attached to it, but that's because it was a Streamlabs donation, and it came through PayPal, and when it comes through with the PayPal, the message isn't attached there, but I was lucky enough to be able to go back and get it. And so I want to shout out Twirly Wolf. So again, shout out to Twirly Wolf for a $50 donation a week ago and says here, sorry for not taking the nomination list seriously. Didn't mean any disrespect to you or the awards nomination stream. Feel bad. I really had no interest in any of the films for 2020. Hollywood has been a disappointment. Thank you for all you do. And I want to say Twirly Wolf, no problem at all. At all, man. So again, uh, thank you uh, for, for letting me know. Uh, I, it's good to know that it was someone who's a subscriber and, and not just a random a random troll. And I think knowing that definitely helps with it. Uh, but hey, it's it's all good, man. It's 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 all good. So Twirly Wolf, thank you very much for that donation. I really do appreciate it. Anyway, let's go ahead and dive into the YouTube comments. And uh, I don't know what's going on with Heimdall. Heimdall is on, but he's not on. And I don't quite understand it, so I'll, I'll double-check and see if he's giving cookie counts in a second. But, man, oh, man, tonight is just a weird night. DLive's not working. Uh, someone said that I was frozen on YouTube. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't understand. I do not understand what is going on here. But anyway, we had Father Christopher Miller. Hail, Father, who was here an hour early to say hi. He was off to the sin bin and hopefully he'll be here by the end of the stream. So, Father, praying for you as you hear those confessions and forgive those sins. Again, appreciate the work that you and so many other priests do out in the world. Truly God's work. No pun intended. Pat S., who's a member, hail to you, Pat S. Glad to have you in the chat. We have Biffer the Hobbit. Biffer the Hobbit, how is it going? Good, sir. We got Tina B., the Empress of the Universe. What's going on, Tina B.? And it is indeed Tuesday, so Steph the Valk. Will be a little bit late as she works. Super Anime Gamer says, Hey, what is up, my dude? What is going on, Super? Glad to have you back in the chat as well. Always good to have you here. Tina says, 
and I'm having vodka and lemonade after seeing this Amazon YouTube video. Seems like Amazon is trying to get a jump on instituting the mark of the beast. I remember when they just sold books. Ooh, well, that sounds uh, terrifying and uh, <laughs> and disturbing in so many ways. Yeah, Amazon is a company that I really would like to try and start to move away from, but I will admit, right, I am a faulted person. I am an imperfect person. And when it comes to getting things quickly, uh, again, it's a great service for that. And unfortunately, the mindset of, you know, buy local and support local, which is a great idea for certain items is, is really hard to do. Um, not to mention, of course, with what I do with giveaways and with movies and stuff, Amazon just provides the most instant, you know, release. So for people that get giveaways, I can get the items to them much quicker that way. And also typically they have the better prices on them as well. But again, I that that's on me. Definitely on me for continuing to use them, and it's something that I know that I need to try and move away from. Rosie G12, who's a member, hail to you, Rosie G12. She says, hail Odin and chat, hail to you. Glad to have you back. Thirsteenth Warrior, who's a member on the channel, hail to you, Thirsteenth Warrior. Bifford Hobbit says, your thoughts on Clint Eastwood's next film, Cry Macho, lands October. The man is 90. Uh, haven't heard much about it, um, but we all know he's kind of a mixed bag. These days, you know, in in his older years, he's got some movies that are okay, some movies that are not that great, and then some movies that are, that are pretty good. If if no one ever saw a couple years ago, now this maybe last year actually, uh, my years are so crazy. Maybe 2019, 2019. Uh, Richard Jewell, that was a fantastic movie. Uh, Clint, East, Clint Eastwood did a really good job with it. Uh, so that was an example of a really good film. But then he did another movie called The Mule, which was just mediocre, which was just okay. Um, and that was one that he actually wrote, or either he starred and directed in, um, and it was okay. So, Cry Macho, uh, I'm interested to to see what he has. But yeah, the dude's 90 and he's still making movies. It's kind of like, to a lesser degree, because uh, obviously we, we had some comments, or at least uh, Tina had some comments about this director on Sunday. Uh, it's a little bit like what we see with Woody Allen, though. Woody Allen puts out a movie every single year, which, again... Uh, criticisms aside, I think that it's it's something that's worth at least that aspect is worth commending that someone can continue even in older age, you know, to to put out films and in his case he's writing and directing, um, not really starring in much films nowadays, but still it is interesting and always really cool to see older directors being able to do these kinds of things later on. Eric K, what's going on? Kara Tharp, what's going on? How's it going? We got Alex McCarthy in the chat who's a member says, "How do you?" And how's it going? How's Thor? Baby Thor is nice. Uh, he's doing very well. Continuing to sleep through the night, which is very nice for us. He is, of course, at the stage now where he's trying new foods. So he's had rice. He's had, um, he's had the oatmeal. He's also had pumpkin, and he's he's liked pretty much all of them. But it's 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 also a bit of a mess. So we we do that before bath time. Uh, for obvious reasons, because he gets quite messy. Keck44, what's going on? James Dashe, also in the chat. Hail to you. Glad to have you back. We got Bruce in the chat as well. Hail to you. Glad to have you back, as always. Uh, looks like the cookie count is indeed working. So it looks like, oh, there's Heimdall. Heimdall is finally up and running. By the way, smash that like button. We got 30 people watching. I don't know where everybody is tonight. I feel like we normally have about 60. I don't know where everyone is. Is there another stream going on that I'm not aware of? Is someone crossing the streams? Is someone trying to take away 
my my time trying to take away my my precious time well i appreciate everyone who is here nonetheless should have some fun discussions all right let's see who else is in the chat uh tina v says youtube is more important anyway what is this d live stuff well the d live fam is a very special fam it's a very special fam and uh, I appreciate them greatly. I know that DLive just had some changes in their terms and conditions, so I don't know if that just means I have to reconnect it uh, to restream, uh, and, and then it'll work in the future. I'm not sure. The Hunger Chunger Funger Monger, very late for you, where you are in the world, and just says burp. Well, welcome back to the chat. Glad to have you here. Uh, we got Pat Nass says, even with movie theaters suffering, Britannia is closing both their theaters on Good Friday, like back in the old days. Darn right. I remember you mentioned that on the last stream as well. And that is indeed really, really cool. Old school stuff. And that is, of course, based on the fact that New Orleans is, despite what many people might think, a very, very Catholic city. Uh, I think that it's one of those things where it's, it's culturally Catholic um, as much as there are a lot of Catholics in the city as well. We got Soy-Based Jeremy. Hail Soy-Based Jeremy. We got one of the Jer Army in the chats. What's going on? Slicer Neon says Duck Fizney. Absolutely. We got Laura waiting for Nerdronic says, Oh no, Odin is frozen. Well, I hope I'm not frozen. Because as Christopher Lloyd once says, Christ, I was frozen today. Well, okay. Never saw the whole movie. But just, just look it up. It's like Urban Commando or something like that with Hulk Hogan. It's pretty great. Uh, Christopher Lloyd and Hulk Hogan in the same movie. <laughs> I was frozen today. Crazy stuff. Soul Assassin says, release the pizza cut. Would definitely be better than the, the Snyder cut. I can say that much. Orange Air View says, Odin, the Snyder cut is the best thing since sliced bread. Your negativity has no power here. <laughs> JK, it's decent but not as good as the hardcore fans say it is. Yeah, seriously, the hardcore fans are asking, asking like it's the third gospel, or not the third gospel, like the third testament. They're acting as if it is like the new testament that's been found. They're acting like it's like the Book of Mormon style, where it's like this third book that people look to. It's just like, no, just, just, just stop. Take the rose-tinted glasses off and see it for what it actually is. And for what it actually is, and, and, and actually speaking of the Snyder Cut, I actually just got finished watching today because I had never actually seen the entire thing through. And I can confirm it did not change my opinion of the movie. And that is I just saw BVS, the super awesome extended 30-minute extra cut. It's still bad. It's still not good. And I realized as I was watching it, the biggest drag to the movie, and it's a pretty big part of it, Lex Luthor. Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor. That is the biggest drag on that movie. And it destroys it. Like anything that... Because there's some stuff in there that I think is, is well done. I think there's some story elements that are really cool in there. I think there's some visuals that are really cool in there. But I will tell you that there's also issues. But the biggest one is absolutely Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor. And some people might say, yeah, but you know what? That has nothing to do with Zack Snyder's vision. Well, guess what? Yes, it does. Who cast that actor? Who said yes? Obviously, casting directors have a major role in, in getting the names, but directors have that ultimate choice. Directors say, this is the person who fits the vision that I have for this character. And so Zack Snyder... Again, people like to say that Zack Snyder is the best thing since sliced bread, and yet he, in his infinite wisdom, thought that Jesse Eisenberg would be a good Lex Luthor. 
and then decided to allow Jesse Eisenberg to play him like a subpar Joker. Like, as I was watching it, I was like, man, Jesse Eisenberg is taking so many hits from, like, Heath Ledger's Joker, from just the Joker paradigm in general, and that has a lot to do, and I would say it has everything to do with Zack Snyder's vision. So I take BVS, which is still a bad movie, and a lot of it is because of Jesse Eisenberg, right? A lot of the issues that are in the first film really aren't fixed all that much because Jesse Eisenberg is still in the dang movie. But, but, the Snyder Cut. Is the Snyder Cut better than BVS? Yes, I would say it is. Is it better than the uh, than the Joss Whedon cut of Justice League? I would say yes. Now, it's been a long time. I only saw that version of Justice League once because I really disliked BVS and I really disliked Justice League because I don't like the Snyderverse. I, do, I don't like the vision. Um, everything is so dark. All of the visuals are just totally swamped by really digital CGI, like green screen CGI. It just doesn't look good. And then also the story, right? There's some elements that are really good. There's some elements that are not so good as well, right? And so even though the Snyder Cut is is probably the best thing that Snyder's ever done, it took the dude four hours to tell a compelling story. And not just that. It's not just the four hours to take a compelling story. It's that it took him four hours to tell a complete story. There are directors that can do complete stories in two hours. There are directors that can do good, complete stories in two and a half hours. But for a director to need four hours just to make a competent movie, like, obviously, don't get me wrong, right? We get to uh, things like Lord of the Rings and their extended editions, right? The extended editions are amazing. They're better. But here's the thing. The original cuts stand on their own. The original cuts are still good. The original cuts are still watchable. The original cuts are still sensible. But when you take a Zack Snyder movie, he can't do it. He can't do it in that amount of time, at least with the stories that he's telling from the DCEU perspective. All right? Because obviously some might say, well, what about Man of Steel? It's like, yeah, but a lot of people still argue that Man of Steel, though it might be one of his better movies, isn't necessarily a really great film. So that's my biggest issue with the Snyder Cut, right? Is And, and people twist my words there. People are like, so your issue is that it was long? No. I love long movies. I don't care that the movie was long. I don't care the movie's four hours. My issue is that the first version of it wasn't competent. And again, you can go that to, you can bring that to Joss Whedon. But then I go back to BVS. And in BVS, both the regular theatrical and the extended edition, the same story issues persist. So, who is to say and how could you possibly argue that there wouldn't be the same issues as Zack Snyder had his theatrical 2-hour, two 2.5-hour two cut of the movie? I mean, you honestly just just can't say that at this point. But yeah, Snyder cut. I uh, gave it a C plus. It's an above average movie. It's not a great movie. It, it's it's not the best thing I've seen out of the DC universe, right? If we're including all of DC universe, right? Every single thing DC possible, not DC EU, but all DC properties. Obviously, you have the Dark Knight. Obviously, you have Batman Begins. More recently, you would have films like Joker up there. If we go into the actual DC EU, I would put Shazam at the top of that list. Shazam is, I think, my favorite of all the DCEU movies. It was the most fun. It was one that I was entertained by. It was one that I would actually be willing to watch again. A lot of people like to put Aquaman in that list, but for me, Aquaman, again, suffers from that same crap CGI digital noise nonsense. And that last sea battle, oh my goodness, gives me a headache just even thinking about it. 
Gives me a headache just thinking about it. So then you're left with, okay, well, what then in the DCEU can you really look to? The first Wonder Woman? First Wonder Woman was okay. It was a B minus, right? There was some really good stuff in there. Gal Gadot is a rock star. And then you get Wonder Woman 84, which is a complete crap fest. So the DCEU is not on very good legs right now. And I'm by no means an MCU fanboy. I've been incredibly critical of the MCU, especially more recently. I, I, was a, I hated Endgame. I thought Endgame's story was terrible. I was very critical of things like uh, Iron Man 2. And I was very critical of other films like uh, Avengers Age of Ultron. Which, again, I think are, are some of the garbage-tier films. Captain Marvel, of course. Garbage-tier movies. But there are a hell of a lot more good movies in the MCU than there are in the DCEU. <laughs> and Marvel, in the short period of time, was able to pump out over 22 movies, whereas DCEU could barely get out any. And if if they could barely get out any, but they were all quality, they were all great, it would be fine then. You would say... Well, hey, I've got this canon of five, six movies, and they're all solid, versus these 22, where, yeah, a lot of them are solid, but there's also a lot of duds in there. Instead, you have a DCEU that has, again, arguably one B, B-plus movie in it, which is Shazam, Shazam, and then everything else is B-minus or less. It's not a good place to be. It's not a comfortable place to be. That's just that's just what I'm saying. Anyway, that's, that's my little shtick on the Snyder Cut, figured I'd get that out early, and I'm sure that a lot of you have a a lot of thoughts on it. Anyway, uh, the chat has jumped on me like it always does, uh, but I shouldn't be falling too far behind tonight because it doesn't look like a lot of people uh, are here, but we've got 48 people now. Smash that like button. Please share the video as well if you can. Um, really do appreciate it. All right, back to the chat. We got... Eric K. here saying, good to see you, father of Thor Odin's son. Well, thank you, Eric K. I appreciate it. We got Rusty Shackleford in the chat as well. Hail to you. Glad to have you here. We got Alex McCarthy saying, you mispronounced Duck Fisney. What is this Disney you speak of? It's a great question. It's a great question. Uh, James Dashier. What's going on, dude? Thank you for the $2 super chat. He says, hey, Odin, do you miss VHSs or not? For nostalgic reasons, maybe, but not really. I I, I don't miss the subpar visual quality and the fact that you had to rewind it after the fact. Again, for nostalgic reasons, like there were some VHSs which you could only... I mean, obviously you couldn't only do it on VHS because nowadays with technology, it's easier to do. But, like, the ones especially where it was, like, a game where you would watch it and then you would you would be, like, pause here or fast forward 30 seconds or do something like that and you could play a game with it. Again, I thought that was kind of a, a cool novelty of it. But, obviously, with nowadays with DVD, Blu-ray, and all the technology we have with digital, again, you can do that much more easily now. So, I miss it for, like, that nostalgia factor because I do have a lot of memories of VHSs. My parents still have all of our VHSs from when we were kids. So we got all the Disney classics on VHS. So if for any reason the Disney films that I do have, the classic Disney films I do have, were ever to be destroyed, hey, there's at least a VHS backup. The sad thing, though, is that the VHS backup, it's just, it's such bad quality. You, you can't get, you can't improve the quality of VHS. I mean, not without a lot of work. And even with a lot of work that you put into it, it, it still wouldn't end up. Uh, it still wouldn't end up being worth the time to put into it. So 
It's one of those yes and no's, but in reality, not really. Not really. All right. Uh, let's see. Thirsteenth Warriors says, oh, no, Heimdall has been hacked by Skynet. I sure hope not. He seems to be working now. Greta Zenner, what's going on, Greta? How's it going, girl? She says, hello, Odin, everyone. Hope you're doing well. Thank you, Greta. Hope you're doing well also. Uh, Hardwick, what's going on, dude? He says, in Norse mythology, the Chosen of Valhalla would fight and kill each other in glorious battle. Then Odin would resurrect them so they could do it all over again and again and again for eternity. And here I am just having my Chosen talk it out. How times have changed. Dadman Walken says, Sorry, I'm going to be late. Standing in line to get chicken for dinner and can't listen now. We'll join when I get home. No problem at all. Dadman Walking. That chicken's very important, dude. So I hope it's good and delicious. And it better be fried. That's all I'm going to say about that. It better be fried. Uh, Tina B says, They're proposing that you give them all of your biometric information and they'll store it in your palm to scan. No thank you. The video is getting ratioed with downvotes. Yeah, that is that is problematic, to say the least. There's a lot of those things being proposed, too, right? There's Elon Musk, who, as great as he is, is talking about the whole, like, you know, neural net stuff, which the only good thing about the neural net stuff that, that Elon Musk is working on is that he might be able to have it so that people who can't walk can walk. That is awesome. That is cool. That is a good use of technology. But that's where it should stop. When it when it gets into, oh, you are always connected to the internet, or oh, you can back up your brain and back up information, that I think becomes a lot more terrifying. But helping people who can't walk to walk, helping people to see who can't see, that kind of thing, that's awesome. Absolutely awesome. But yeah, that's creepy stuff. Uh, Slicer says, we need alternate services without the politics, both to end the culture war and create competition to bust monopolies. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely agree. Pat S says, the next slow chat will have, it would be nice to hear the story of how you met Gary and got on the Megastream Friday night tights. Um, well, I mean, it seems like it's a slow chat tonight, so I guess I can, I can go into that a little bit. So... You know, Gary, I was introduced to really just by the fact that Fandom Menace community. You know, I first really discovered uh, Jeremy of Geeks and Gamers. So I discovered Geeks and Gamers, and that was kind of that last push for me to say, hey, this guy's just talking. He doesn't have any crazy edits. He doesn't have any crazy production quality, and people are, are listening. So uh, there's apparently there's an audience of people that like to hear this point of view and these perspectives. And so I'm like, hey, I can do that. I can talk. You know, I'm not very good with editing. I'm not very good with the quality stuff. But hey, I can I can talk and I have a lot of thoughts on this issue. And then, of course, eventually I bought and, you know, dove into the box office numbers. I became known as the box office numbers guy. And I think that's kind of how Gary uh, found out about me first um, in that way. But I had found out about him long before he found out about me because I started to dive into other fandom menace channels, found Gary's channel. I was like, this dude's awesome. This dude knows so much. I was learning a lot about comics and the industry, right? That was especially earlier on when he was focused a lot on comics and, and when he was really going into like Doctor Who and, and everything. And so it was really cool just to see the progression of the channel. And so actually I was one, I, I was the one who actually messaged him. And I said, hey, dude, and this was after the High Council had gone bust, essentially. I know the High Council is still going on, 
but the actual high council as we know it, all right, anyone who's been in the Phantom Menace for a long time, you know, it's like, no, there was the high council and now there is a high council, right? And it was when it was Jeremy, it was world-class BSers and it was Ethan Van Skyber, right? They were the top three they were the biggest channels, and they were able to bring people on, to, to, to boost people up, to bring other big channels on as well, to get that reach. And then eventually they just, you know, um, basically went their separate ways uh, for a lot of different reasons. Um, some public, some not. And then you had all of a sudden this hole, right? There, there was this hole there, and I was like, well, Gary's doing these Friday night streams with Comics Division, and they're awesome. They're great shows. And I was like, Gary, uh, now that the High Council is, is, is kind of on the down and, and kind of is in this kind of unknown space, it might be good to, to try and create a new paneled show, right? A new paneled show of a bunch of uh, content creators, a bunch of Phantom Menace creators. And then he said, hey, I was having the same thought and, and I've had others talk to me about it too. And yeah, I, I think that we should do it. And so basically because I I think that my chat was like the thing that pushed it over the edge. Um, again, it's been so long, I, I forget the exact details of it, that that's how I got on. That that's how I got my slot was that because it was it was the a brainchild, as it were, of multiple different factors, right? So it was not Odin came up with the entire concept of FNT. No, that that's not that's not it. I, I was just one of the voices that was that was pushing for it and that was suggesting it. And I had a channel, right? And obviously, I'm a small channel still, and I'm fine with that. And that's how I got a, you know, got my foot in the door to be on the panel um, with those amazing people. And it's always so much fun. I always look forward to those Friday night streams so much, um, and they're fantastic. All right, let us see. Alice McCarthy says Clint Eastwood is my second favorite actor of all time. Wow, crazy. Rosie G12 says Woody Allen, and then the barf face emoji. Hardwick then says, if you want to slightly offset your Amazon dollars going to bad causes, you can shop using Amazon Smile and select a good charity like Judicial Watch or Operation Underground Railroad. I don't know much about Amazon Smile, to be perfectly honest. What does that do? Is that that you you pay more and then the extra goes to those charities or you pay for shipping? Like, Let me know what that is because I, I do have Prime. And I know that I'm not getting, I can't, my wife won't let, won't let me get rid of that. So I know that I'll at least have that for a while. Let's see. Pat S says, I look at it as Mule is full circle for Eastwood, seeing as his first big role was Francis the Talking Mule. Interesting. Rob D says, hey, Odin, I'm curious. Do you remember your first DVD, first Blu-ray, and first 4K Blu-ray were? Uh, couldn't tell you. I, I don't think I could tell you any of those except maybe my first 4K and to be honest, my first 4K may have been a not that great movie because my first 4K may have either been Grease because I won it on a giveaway or it might be, oh, no, my first 4K was Deepwater Horizon of all of the 4K movies. My first was Deepwater Horizon and it was because I was looking, there's an app I go to, just look up my movies on any of the app stores and you'll see it has a, uh, the, the logo is like a blue B and it's a great way of tracking prices, tr tracking your collections and all that stuff. 
And I was on there, and all of a sudden, it was 4Ks were on sale. And I was like, whoa, this 4K is only like 10 bucks. And this was, this was about a year or so ago, so 4Ks had not really been going on sale a whole lot at that point. I'm like, man, this is really cheap for a 4K. And so I decided, hey, I like this, this movie, and I would like to own it. And so, yeah, let me get the 4K for it. So I'm pretty sure Deepwater Horizon was technically my first 4K movie. And then it took me a while to grow from there. Let's see. Waiting for Nedronic says, I'm thinking about signing up for Hulu. Is it worth it, do you think? Well, I get Hulu for free, kind of, with Verizon. Um, with Verizon, you get the ad-supported version. And obviously, my wife and I hate ads. So I pay like $6 a month, um, which is just, it covers the extra amount needed for the ad-free version. And I would say it depends. Depends on what shows you're looking to watch. It depends on what movies you're looking to watch. Because also, no, Hulu is not the same Hulu that it was uh, a few years ago. Because Hulu used to be a great place to catch next day television. And then all of a sudden, every single television station and major corporation started to create their own streaming services. And so there's not as much content on there as there, as there used to be. Um, unless you were to get something like Hulu TV, and then if you get Hulu TV, then you get access to a lot of those other things because you're paying for the channels and access to the channels as well. So uh, I would say look up and see what movies they have, what shows they offer, what original content they have, and, and then determine that for yourself. I would definitely say there's definitely a couple of really good movies on there right now. Uh, Nomadland is fantastic, and I would recommend it. And that's a Hulu. It's on available right now on Hulu. And then Boss Level, which I just uh, reviewed last night. Also, fantastic movie. Uh, that's a Hulu exclusive film. And I would definitely recommend that movie if you've not seen it. All right, James, what is going on? Thank you for the dollar donation via Streamlabs. He says, I got The Rock, Con Air, Enemy of the State, and Gone in 60 Seconds on Blu-ray. And looking forward to watching them. Have you seen any of these? So let's go through them. The Rock, I have seen because I believe I watched it on one of my movie night streams. But honestly, I don't remember it. I don't know what was going on that day. Uh, it's happened before. Uh, the other film that that happened with was, um, oh my goodness gracious, Willow. We watched Willow, but there were so many issues going on with the stream that night that I was so distracted that I, I couldn't watch the movie. So I actually need to rewatch Willow at some point. So I honestly, I can't remember a whole lot from The Rock except for uh, John Flickinger's <laughs> great uh, impersonation of Sean Connery. Winners go home and have the prom queen. Like, seriously, that's all I can remember from the movie is from what John Flickinger has said. Uh, Con Air is fantastic. Hilarious. Nicolas Cage at his best. Put the bunny down. So many great actors. And when you look and look at, like, when you actually sit down and look at the actors list for Con Air, it's kind of amazing that that movie isn't more popular than what it is. Like, that, that movie has one of the best list of actors. And... Man, Cyrus the Virus, great villain, so many great things in it. Uh, Enemy of the State, um, I think I actually saw that one. Uh, that was another one of those movies that I believe I, I think was that one that maybe it was one that I was sent. Let me let me see. I I gotta see the poster. I gotta see the poster because that'll tell me if I've seen it or not. 
See, Enemy of the State, 1980. No, I have not seen Enemy of the State. Yeah, as soon as I'm like, oh, Tony Scott, Will Smith? Nope, haven't seen Enemy of the State. Uh, Gone in 60 Seconds, I have actually never seen before either. So yeah, a bunch of movies on there I've not seen. I saw the original Gone in 60 Seconds. Um, because that was one that was sent to me to watch. So I have seen that one. I think I did a review on the channel for that one a while back. But anyway, thank you, James. I appreciate it. We got the new number two over on YouTube. Again, uh, Suri, I, I know he's one of my DLAV fan peeps. The signal's being sent, but it's just not getting picked up. I think I have to reset it um, over there. And I, I don't know if I can do that without destroying the stream. Um, but let me try it just to uh, just the DLive and see if I can fix it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's not looking. Maybe if I turn it on, turn it off. Please restart broadcast to apply changes. Yeah, so I can't do that on the fly. I can't do that live. So again, sorry, DLive fam. It it just ain't working. It just ain't working. Um, But let's see. Going back to the YouTube chat. Where were we? Uh, Comics Unknown says, what's up, Odin? Hope all is well. Comics Unknown, hope you're doing well. Tina B says, I know Mead started live streaming about an hour or so ago. Always. <sighs> Streaming against me. How dare you? Soul Assassin says, get ready for Rise of Skywalker cut. Mike Zero said it, so it has to be true. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> uh, the only reason why I would ever believe that to be true is because they need to make more money off of it. They, they, they made profit on that movie. They did not make enough. They did not make nearly enough profit to justify that movie. Super says, I'm all right. Thanks. Happy to hang in Asgard. Glad to have you here. Alice McCarthy says, maybe everyone had a pizza and a nap is why they're not here. Could be. Pizza and a nap always sounds like a good idea to me. Um, Let us see. Uh, Pat S. says, sliced pizza is the greatest thing since sliced bread. Triangle is greater than square cuts. Ooh, interesting. Eric K. says, Jesse Eisenberg is horrible casting, even worse than an Ezra Miller who does not play a smart person and cannot run. Eric K., exactly. I'd even I'd even mention Ezra Miller, and and I like Ezra Miller generally as an actor. Uh, if you really want to see a great performance from him, uh, Perks of Being a Wallflower, a very underrated movie. He does a great job in it, but there's a certain type of role that that guy is fit, is is fit for. Playing the Flash, playing Barry Allen is not one of them. But yeah, even Ezra Miller, as as much criticism as he gets for his portrayal. Jesse Eisenberg is a thousand times worse. And again, I think that was a bigger mistake. Much bigger mistake. When you make, again, Lex Luthor is the key villain in Superman and one of the biggest villains in the DC comic universe. And I'm not even a DC comic, you know, uh, expert, right? Maybe he's more of a, of a Superman, but I'm pretty sure there's crossover stuff where he's impacted in other, in other storylines. But he's a big villain. So you, to, to, for him to be like, you know who I envision? You know who I envision as one of the biggest villains in DC? Jesse Eisenberg. Let, let's get that Facebook guy, the guy that played the Facebook dude so well. Let's get him to do a knockoff Joker impersonation. <laughs> Thanks, Zack Snyder. Great casting, bud. Mm-mm-mm. Uh, Rosie, G, Rosie G12 says, frankly, I don't want to see Jesse Eisenberg in anything. He was great in The Social Network. Because he played a D-bag really well. He, he plays that part so well. 
But as a villain, no, I don't believe I don't believe in him for a second. Uh, G Monkey seventy six says Suburban Commando. That was the movie I was thinking of, right? I was frozen today, and it probably is one of Alex McCarthy's favorite films. That is a fact. G Monkey seventy six throwing that shade. Much love to Alex McCarthy, though. New number two says, well, I think about Lex Luthor. Jesse Eisenberg is the last person I think of. Yeah, again, I'm not even an expert on the comic character. And even I'm like, no, th- this this is just, this is not Lex Luthor. Thursday the Warrior says, Odin, I think you and Father Christopher Miller, when I see a small truck at my local disc, disc golf course with a bumper sticker that says, the Catholic Church outlasting oppressive governments since 35 A.D., Nice, Thirteenth Warrior. That's a great bumper sticker, and it's a fact. Thank you. Though I will say that more so, the uh, it's not oppressive governments that's going to take anything down, as far as like the the physical structures, because nothing can ever destroy the church, because the church is not of this world. But as far as the physical structures of the church, the human structures of the church, it's the church that's going to take down the physical structures of the church, and is currently doing so. Uh, most recently, I know Father Christopher Miller covered this on his channel very well. Uh, they've basically banned public expressions of the Latin Mass, or at li- the very least, very much limited public expressions of the Latin Mass in the Vatican, uh, in Rome rather, and not good. Dangerous times to live in. Pat S says, Jesse would have been a better Riddler. That might be true, but again... Would it be a Joker-esque version of the Riddler, or would it be the Riddler? Again, I think that we're getting it to the point now where, as much as I love Heath Ledger's portrayal of Joker, I feel like every other villain that tries to be even somewhat the same as far as psychotic comes across having those vibes. I don't know. I don't know if anyone else has that feeling or has that sense. Uh, That's one of the reasons why I'm actually very much looking forward to the upcoming Batman movie, because, uh, one, Paul freaking Dano's in it, and you all know that Paul freaking Dano is is one of my favorite actors currently working in Hollywood, and he is getting to play the Riddler, and I cannot wait to see his portrayal, because I think it's going to be really, really creepy. General Wingster tagged and says, Zack Snyder, Jesse Eisenberg, and Ezra Miller. This is the way. That's pretty much what he said. Yep. That's your uh, expert in D.C., Alex McCarthy says, Snyder Cut is making its way into my top five movies. Dude, Alex McCarthy, stop watching it. Alex McCarthy has watched the movie about, what, five times now? It's a four-hour movie. There are so many better movies that you could be watching right now. And I say that as someone who has not seen a lot of movies. (laughs) Who needs to see so many more movies. And again, I've seen a lot. Don't get me wrong, I have seen a lot. But as far as like the essentials, especially from the 80s, Still lacking there. Uh, Edgardo Martinez. Been a long time since I heard that name, dude. Edgardo Martinez. Thank you very much for becoming a member on the channel at the Citizen of Asgardian level. I think I might just keep it like that. I just think it's funny with the uh, with the mistake in there. <laughs> Thank you, good sir. I appreciate it. Uh, Eric K says, much better than gnawing on the cheese wheel is sliced cheese. Mm. Interesting. All righty, all right, all right. Uh, Tina B says, I triple dare you to watch the work of Neil Breen. You haven't seen bad green screen and bad acting until you've seen Neil Breen's work. He makes the room look brilliant. Well, here's the thing. I know that there is and there are really bad green screen movies. 
The reason why I, I, I focus on the DCEU is because these are multi-million dollar films. I, I would be a very surprised if Neil Breen ever made a movie that cost more than $2 million based on what you just said. I'd be very surprised. Um, but yeah, I, I think that that's something that needs to be taken into account is that they have a lot of money. They, they don't need to use CGI and green screen for every single scene. Or at least for all the action scenes. Alright, Super says, Speaking of Justice League, did you know the only reason they dropped the Whedon cut in November is because that was the deadline for executive bonus checks explains so much. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. And guess what? It actually costs them money. Don't ever forget that the Justice League, when it first came out, was not financially successful. Uh, Rusty Shackelford says, The cast for Lex Luthor, The Joker, and The Flash are the absolute worst in Snyder's DCEU. It's completely hinders it for me. Rusty, that's a great point. Yeah, let's not forget about The Joker. Let's not forget about... Um, oh, man. I feel like I've started to try and just wipe him from my memory banks. Jared Leto. Let's not forget Jared Leto's Joker. And I know we can argue that Jared Leto's Joker is better in the Snyder Cut than it was in in uh, Suicide Squad and anything else that it's been in. But let's just be honest here. To say that it was better does not mean that it was good. And and Jared Leto, as talented of an actor as he is, should not be in the role as Joker. He should not be in the role as Joker. If they weren't using... Paul freaking Dano to be the Riddler, I would say, I think Paul freaking Dano should give it a shot. I think he could do a lot of really cool work with that. Because as I said, he's one of my favorite actors. All right. Let's see. Lord Toth, who's a member, says, evening, everyone. Evening, Lord Toth. It's 716 in the chat. 741 in real life. So I'm a bit behind, as I normally am. Uh, Alice McCarthy's member says, Snyder Cut is above average. So you're telling me that the Snyder Cut is Jeremy. I'm saying that the standard cut is what Jeremy claims to be. Take that for what it's worth. Robert Moobly, what is going on? Glad to have you back in the chat. All right. Uh, Chat has jumped on me like always. Let's see where we were. So it looks like some comments may have been skipped. It looks like it skipped 10 minutes. So if you had a comment between 716 and 726, your comments may have been skipped. Uh, and again, apologies to that, but there is no DLive fam tonight, unfortunately, uh, because there's issues going on with Restream sending signals over there. But let's go back and go to 726, which is Hardwick, who says, Did you know that Etz, Etz, sorry, ex Razi Operation Paperclip NASA rocket scientist Werner von Braun wrote in the 1950s that once Mars was colonized, the leader of Mars would be known by the title Elon? <laughs> I did not know that, but man, oh man, that's crazy. <laughs> that, that's insane. <laughs> Elon will indeed be uh, the king of Mars. And then he will raise a, a, a Martian army and conquer Earth with technology. Eric K says, Odin secretly loves pizza with extra pineapple. Eric K, this is a, this is a heresy. This is a false teaching, and you better watch yourself, or I will declare you excommunicado. I'll do it, Eric K. Don't make me. Don't make me. 
Badass says, awesome story. Odin, well, thank you. Again, I, I did as best I could trying to get it from the memory banks. Uh, but my memory is kind of a weird thing. Uh, Billadamp73? Thank you for being in the chat. I think I'm saying that right. There's a lot of I's and L's next to each other, and so it's hard for me to see. Brian Barth says, how do you separate the art from the artist? It's one of those things where you just do it. I mean, at the end of the day, it's one of those things where you can either do it or you can't do it. There's no way of really practicing it. Um, I would say that one of the best things to do is to try and watch a movie without diving too... uh, I would say here's the best thing to do. Uh, in general. Again, this is not a guarantee, but it's one of the best things to do. Try to watch movies without knowing everything beforehand. Try to go into a movie with as little knowledge as possible. Uh, Especially in today's Hollywood, trailers are awful. Trailers give every single plot detail away before the movie ever comes out, and it's awful. It it, it ruins the movie-going experience. So I would say avoid trailers. If it's a teaser trailer, you might be okay. I will say, anything Nolan does, anything Nolan does, you're safe to watch those trailers. Nolan is one of the best trailer makers out there. I think I think Nolan should start a side business of helping studios make trailers because his are always good because they always give you just enough to want to go see the movie without giving you away without giving away too much. One of my favorite Nolan trailers still to this very day is the teaser trailer for The Dark Knight. Where all you see is the the Batman logo, and then at some point I think there's like flames, but all you hear is audio, and the last bit of audio that you hear is Heath Ledger's "I'm a man of my word," <laughs> and that's all you hear. Obviously, I, my Joker laugh is nothing in comparison to what Heath Ledger did, but that was all you heard, and it sold me. It was at that moment where I'm like, "Dude, Heath Ledger's gonna do it. He's gonna pull it off," and I was so hyped. I was so I remember, dude. This is when movies were fun. Remember when movies were fun back in 2008, <laughs> like 10 years ago? Crazy to think that it's been over 10 years. But back in 2008, I remember being in the theater for the midnight showing. That was back when they did midnight showings. I remember being in there with my friends and just being so hyped, being so excited. And then from the opening scene, right from the get-go, you're like, oh, we're in this. One of the best opening scenes in modern film history is that bank scene. And then the rest of the movie, of course, is just fantastic and is arguably one of the greatest modern films of all time. But one of the reasons why it was so good was because we knew so little. We didn't get to see. They didn't show a lot of Heath Ledger's Joker beforehand, which is why when you saw it for the first time, it was unfolding in front of you and you're like, oh my gosh, is that, that's, this is Heath Ledger? This is the dude from 10 Things I Hate About You? So... Basically, the best way to do it, and it's not always perfect, is to try to not dive into knowing everything about a movie before going in. Because you may not know that someone's in it. You may not know the history of the director. You you may not know these things. And it might be good to avoid it. Um, And other than that, some people can do it, some people can't. I, I find that I typically can. Because as I've said, there are movies, for instance, with Brie Larson. I've been very critical of Brie Larson on this channel, but there's movies of hers that I like her in. That I think that she's a that I think that she gives a good performance in, and I give credit to the directors there because we've seen what she can do when she doesn't have a good director or when she directs herself, like in Unicorn Store. You know that that to me was the sign of okay, you don't have any actual natural talent. You have just worked with some really talented directors that have been able to get. 
really good performances out of you before. But anyway, uh, Stephanie B, what's going on? Stephanie B in the chat says, as is not entertaining. He needs a Wrangler. What? What do you mean? As is fantastic. I love as. He is wonderful. He is good. Nathan Slay, what is going on, good sir? Glad to have you here. Uh, Laura says, I miss the old high councils. Me too. Uh, they were the highlight of the week. And obviously, still shout out. I know that uh, world-class BSers, and I think it's now uh, Midnight's Edge and Midnight's Edge of the Dark, right? Tom, uh, Mecha Random, I think that they've they've kind of made and created the, the high council into something new and something unique, and I think that's awesome. Uh, but I think a lot of people can admit that's probably not the same. I think it still does pretty well um, as far as people watching. I know that I I haven't watched uh, I have not watched a High Council though since the originals. To be honest, um, nothing against them. It's just that I don't have a lot of time, and so I barely have enough time to watch the ta- the channels that I am subscribed to. Uh, Tina B says you don't pay more. You just link up the charity you want to support, and part of the change goes to that charity. They do conservative and liberal causes, and I found one of mine. Ooh, okay. Good to know. Thank you very much, Tina B, for that. I will sign up for that then. That sounds great. Absolutely a good way to offset that, I think. Um, I'd probably want to go for one that supports veterans, most likely. Uh, Let's see. Waiting for Nadronic says, Ethan is still one of my favorite YouTubers. Nice. Very cool. I, I fell away from his channel when he focused more on his comics, but that's not a uh, that's not like a attack against him. It's just that I'm not much of a comics person. So when he when he was pushing his comic and everything with it, I was like, I just I'm not that interested in comics. Kudos to you. It's just not my thing. Uh, Snort of Poopus, Cuber, what's going on? Mark six three three six six, what's going on? Hail to you, Mark. Thursday's Warrior says, with Amazon Smile, there are some eligible purchases you make where Amazon donates 0.5% of the price to a charity of your choice. Okay, cool. Good to know. Alex McCarthy says, my first DVD, Forrest Gump, my first Blu-ray, Bullet to the Head with Stallone, first 4K, The Wolverine. It's a pretty good list there. I haven't seen Bullet to the Head, but I do like Forrest Gump, and I actually do like The Wolverine, uh, the one when he goes to Japan. I actually think that one's a very underrated film. Uh, Pat S. says, Butterfly Effect was my first DVD. It came with the player. My first Blu-ray was A New Hope. Nice. I will say, though, that it's probably the trash version of A New Hope and not the legit version of A New Hope. Um, <laughs> but still, uh, it's good to have a Star Wars film be that first for the for the Blu-ray. Uh, Robert Frey, what is going on? Iron Spider, what's going on? He says, it's his birthday. Well, happy birthday, Iron Spider. Thanks for stopping by tonight. I appreciate it. The Wake Down. What's going on? Uh, Snort of Cuber says, I was having a great nap, but I interrupted myself. Well, that's just the way it goes sometimes. Uh, the Wake Down says, just your friendly daily reminder that you haven't watched The Rover yet. Hope all is well, man. Great stream. Holy crap. Dude, The Rover hasn't been brought up in forever. The Wake Down... Were you a different channel at one point, like a different name? I feel like I've heard, I feel like I'm going back like a year or two years that the Rover was recommended to me for the first time. And you're right. I I haven't seen the Rover yet. (laughs) It's like a flashback. I'm like, I'm having deja vu. 
Alice McCarthy says, I remember the Rock watch stream, didn't watch, but was chilling in the chat. Yeah, okay. So Alice McCarthy can confirm it. It just must have been one of those days where I I, I was uh, distracted. I wonder if there was technical difficulties that day. Maybe if I go back and rewatch the stream of me watching the movie, I can remember the movie. <laughs> Hardwick says, there needs to be a re-release of Smallville with more scenes of John Schneider added in. Hashtag release the Schneider cut. Yeah, seriously. Dude, Smallville was legit. I know that it kind of went bonkers towards the end and it didn't have the best reveal, like the suit reveal. And I know that a part of that was because of Tom Welling not wanting to to be seen in the suit and not wanting to fly. There was like two conditions that he had. I remember hearing someone say that. Um, But Smallville is still a very good show. And those earlier seasons, too, are fantastic. It's also sad that his best friend in high school uh, in real life went cray cray in real life uh is is a nut very sad to hear that uh the new number two says keep in mind that disney is a majority owner of hulu yeah and that's the other thing to to keep in mind is that there's a good chance that hulu could eventually be incorporated into uh disney plus right now it, it is a part of these packages so for instance the the verizon package you get hulu disney plus and ESPN Plus, so all those are Disney-owned companies or Disney-majority-owned companies. But I could totally see them at some point making Hulu. Either they'll they'll absorb Hulu completely and it'll go away and they'll just take its infrastructure and stuff like that, its IP, or they'll have Hulu be where their adult movies go. Which, to be honest, I actually would kind of like that. If they're like, you can pay for a separate service if you want to have access to like PG-13, R content, that kind of thing. Like the 20th Century Fox catalog, that kind of stuff. That could be really cool. But of course, Disney sucks. Um, hashtag Doug Fisney. But hey, you never know. That, that would be my idea. Because I think you would have a lot of people sign up to get access to that kind of stuff. Nathan Slade says, what I learned from Con Air, don't hold a bunny rabbit while Nick Cage is right next to you. Yeah, seriously. You put the bunny down. Uh, Greek Truth 64. Have you seen the 4K release of the Ten Commandments? Curious about the picture quality. I have not. But typically, when you have older films that were actually shot on film, typically the 4K releases are amazing. If you want a uh, good channel, there's a channel called Films at Home. Uh, ages ago, I was trying to get him on for an interview uh, episode to have him on one of the streams and, and just talk to him about movies and, and physical media. He's a huge proponent of physical media. His channel has grown tremendously since then as well. We, we just never could get our schedules in line. But Films at Home, great channel. And I think he did a review of the 4K Ten Commandments. Uh, he's done... He does 4K reviews of any 4K title that comes out. Because, again, he is an, a huge proponent of physical media, which is why he gets my support. Uh, Nathan Slayer says, Did Ford v. Ferrari ever turn a profit in video sales? I rewatched it and I freaking love the movie. Ford v. Ferrari is fantastic. And it was not a huge financial success. I think it was a film, actually, technically, that that may have lost, uh, lost money in theaters. But it did make enough in Blu-ray 4K sales where it would have made its money back. Uh, the Cisco Kid. What's going on, Cisco Kid? Dadman Walking 55 says, Well, my wife kept me from me tonight because I got the look when I wanted to take my earbuds with me into Walmart. And here I am with chicken. Well, hey, chicken is fantastic. So I hope that you enjoy it. And again, I hope it's fried. And Future, what's going on? Says, Hail Odin, hail mods, hail chat. Glad to have you back. Glad to have you here. 
Uh, Nathan Slayer said, Jesse Eisenberg played Lex Luthor. I thought it was Mickey Mouse that was playing him. Uh, As McCarthy says, never seen Suburban Commando. Well, something tells me you will have seen it by the next stream and that you will have loved it. And to be honest, it seems like a movie that's so bad it's funny. Mark six three three Mark six three three six six says Snyder wears a scarf. That's all the information you need to skip his films. <laughs> I never noticed that he wears scarves before. That's funny. Hamilton Burger says, with respect to the Snyder cut, do you think that Zach would benefit from getting himself an editor he can trust to work with? Snyder lacks the self control to avoid uh, ODing on slow mo, uh, slow mo, eg. No, he need as I said, Snyder needs to be a producer. He needs to be someone who is in charge of the bigger universe, but lets other people write, other people direct, other people take care of cinematography. Because if and and obviously the edit as well. Because when he is in charge of those things, we get too much slow motion. Way too much slow motion. And I mentioned this, I think, in my review, or at least I mentioned our previous stream. His use of slow-mo is so bad for DC and for the Justice League because one of the best ways and best uses of slow motion is whenever you have the flash on screen. But because he uses it so much everywhere else, it cheapens it. It cheapens it and it makes it just a part of, oh, it's just another Zack Snyder shot. It's like, why should I believe that he's going faster than anyone else when I see this type of slow motion everywhere else in the movie? It's ridiculous. Uh, Rusty Shackelford says, Billy Zane was always robbed of the Lex Luthor role. Dude, Billy Zane would be fantastic. And I uh, see, I uh, waited for Nadrotic Laura said it first. Billy Zane would be a great Lex Luthor. Hey, I-, I love me some Billy Zane. Would be a hell of a lot better choice than what we got with Jesse Eisenberg, that's for sure. Hamilton Burger says, a cinematic version of Batman, Hush, would be awesome. I don't know enough about that story. Comics Unknown says, Jesse is terrible as Lex, but just saying, he is Lex Jr., so they might have been trying something new but didn't work. Yeah, again, I I have heard that excuse before and it, it's it's I don't buy it. I'm sorry. That's that's a poor excuse. Well, he's actually Lex Jr. No, that that's a that's a cop out. That's a cop out argument. It's either a cop out because Zack Snyder didn't want to actually try Lex uh, try Lex Luthor. He, he was afraid of getting it wrong. He was afraid of having another terrible Lex Luthor that we've had a lot of in the past, right? And he decided, oh, well, technically this is Lex Jr., and so therefore, I... No. I think that that was the excuse he used in his head to say, I really want to work with Jesse Eisenberg, but he's not really Lex Luthor. Oh, I know. I'll make him Lex Jr. Dumb writing is what that is. Edgardo Martinez says, I guess I'm back after a while. Yes, indeed. That's what I think. Nathan Slayer says, you're looking forward to Batman 2022. I am indeed. I know that you're full of jokes. Uh, Lorto says, cheese wheel? Where? Alex McCarthy says, six times Odin on the Steiner cut. Right now, Justice League animated series. Dude, Alex McCarthy, you are sick. Six times? (sighs) That's like 30... 6, 12, 18, 24. That's 20. No, yeah, that's 24 hours out of your life. You've wasted a whole day of your life on the Snyder Cut. Not only could have you watched 
better movies during that time period, you could have done so many other important things in life. That's a day, man. Alex McCarthy, you need help. I'm going to I'm going to say it. Alex McCarthy, you need help. And I'm here to help you. Never watch it again, please. James for the Dollar Donation via Streamlabs says, do you care for any of the Fast and Furious movies? For me, they melt my brain and can't see how people can get through them. Um, I like one through six. I like Fast and Furious one through six. They're dumb, fun, entertaining movies. Fast Five is absolutely the best out of them all. However, Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift, which is the third one, has a very special place in my heart and might be my favorite out of them all because of just how weird and unique and different it is. Um, but after that, no, uh, fast seven, not good. Fast eight cringe, uh, Hobbs and Shaw awful. Um, but one through six are, are solid are great. Uh, Pat S says, at least the SJs have a billion dollars to throw around. Make sure you toss Fordham a little extra this year. Maybe hit IC on Barone street and fill the plate next time you visit home. Wait. At least the SJs have a billion dollars. Why would I give money to the Jesuits? Why would I give money to to the company that just had a guy on who literally, I don't know if you saw this, American Magazine had like a video interview with somebody and the guy literally said that, hey, there's nothing wrong with the Latin mass, but there is something wrong with 16th century theology. And when I heard him say this, I was thinking to myself, did you just admit that Vatican II then is a break from the traditions of the church, because if there's no place for 16th century theology, but we have this understanding that there is this unbroken tradition in the church, which would include theology, you admitting that we can't have 16th century theology would seem to indicate that we have something very different than 16th century theology, which would seem to indicate then you're talking about Vatican II, which would seem to indicate you're saying that Vatican II is a break. And if that's the case, you want to tread very carefully in how you say that. So I don't know if that was like a joke. It was some misspellings maybe in there uh, as well. Um, I do like Immaculate Conception on Barone Street, though. Uh, the Southern Jesuits, the the Jesuit Jesuits, you know what I mean, Pat S, um, are solid. Um, Fordham is not. Fordham is not at all. Um, I would not give Fordham a dime of my money. Um, having gone there... And having been a Catholic there and felt like a alien, felt like I was misplaced, that that that, that is damning to a school that calls itself Catholic. And actually, it, it's so bad that even one of their greatest history teachers, uh, Dr. Mannion, Rest in peace, Dr. Mannion. She was my favorite history teacher. I took extra history classes, even though I wasn't a history major or minor, though I could have been, um, just to take her classes. Uh, she was awesome. Love that woman. Uh, so rest in peace. God rest her soul. But yeah, she would tell us and, and went on a rant once about how basically Fordham had to and was forced and pressured to not call itself a Catholic school anymore. It was instead a school in the Catholic tradition. And then you get to the point where you're like, what the heck does that even mean? Where you're not even a Catholic school, but you're a school in the Catholic tradition. Yeah, I would never give money to Fordham. At all. 
Uh, let's see. Billetamp73 says, Speaking of good four-hour movies, have you seen Sergio Leone's Once Upon a Time in America? No, I have actually not. But it seems like what you say is it's a good uh, four-hour movie. Also, I, I just remembered from the Snyder Cut, there, there was no intermission. I mean, it was broken up into different parts, but I thought Snyder said there was going to be an actual intermission in there. That, that didn't happen. Uh, let's see. Laura says, better than Suicide Squad isn't a high bar. Waiting for Detronic. That is correct. That is a fact. Saying something, oh, well, it was better than Suicide Squad. That is not a high bar at all. That is a fact. <laughs> that is a fact. Uh, good shout. Good shout there. All right. Chad has jumped on me once again. Uh, let us see. Hopefully no comments have been skipped. I don't think they have. But I'm not sure. It's 7.48 in the chat. It's 8.04 in real life. Make sure you smash that like button, please, if you have not done so already. It really does mean a lot. Uh, Comics Unknown. Tagna says, what do you guys think of Godzilla vs. Kong and the new trailer with the spoiler? Haven't seen it, so don't know what the spoiler is, but I can say I'm not all that hyped for it. And the reason why is because I liked the Godzilla 2014 movie a lot. Then we got Kong Skull Island, which was not good. Then we got Godzilla King of the Monsters, which was also not that great. And so I I have very little reason to be excited. Very little reason to be excited for, for this upcoming movie, though I know a lot of people are excited. And I do plan to watch it and to review it, so we'll see. I'm, I'm willing to have an open mind with that movie overall. Uh, Pat S. at 748 says, I saw Lord of the Rings opening night, got home at 3.30 a.m., got up at 7, and wasn't tired because I was on such a high. I miss those days. Pat S., yes, you know what I'm talking about, dude. I miss those days, too. You When we were so hyped for a movie. Because here's the other thing, Pat S., the other part of the equation. You would get out of the movie, and then you wouldn't go home. You would be talking in the theaters with your friends, and then eventually the, the credits would roll. You'd get to the end of the credits. You'd leave. You would keep talking. They'd kick you out. You would then go and talk in the lobby. They'd kick you out. you then go to the parking lot and continue the conversation. Can't tell you how many awesome parking lot conversations I had with friends over movies. Some of the best memories I have are actually with my best friend because one of the things that we would always do together is watch movies. Man, I miss that. Maybe he'll move near me as I've been trying to push him to do. And then we can do that again. And then do it with our kids. It'd be awesome. Oh, man, oh, man. But anyway, uh, it, is in the, it is in the title, so I figure I should talk about it before going into any more comments. Uh, I've also been watching Superman and Lois. And Superman and Lois is a fantastic show. It was first recommended to me on Friday Night Tights. I believe it, what As is, is watching it. And, uh, was I think Gary's watching it as well. And when they say something is good and it's not woke and that it's just, it's just a good, well-written story, I'm in and I'm loving it. I'm loving the dynamic of Superman's kids. I'm loving the dynamic of Lois Lane and, and her move away from the big city into farm life, going into like a small town, but trying to stay a big fish in that area. And I think my favorite storyline is probably the kids. I really like this dynamic of like the more nerdy kid 
being the one that has the powers. I think that's I think that's very unique, and I think that it, it's working really well. Um, so yeah, I won't say too much on it, but four episodes in, and I think there was a fifth episode that just came out because I think it comes out on Mondays or Tuesdays. So I'm, I'm I'm still an episode behind there, but I'm loving it. I think it's great, and I think that it's very much respective. It feels a lot like Smallville in some in some ways. So I, I think that. It, it's paying a lot of homage and it's it's doing a really good, good job of doing it. And then also the fact that they have Lana Lang um, back in it too. Again, it, it reminded me a lot of the days of watching Smallville and just I forgot how much Smallville um, introduced comic characters. All right. Uh, Thursday the Warrior, talking to someone else. Rosie G12 says, Odin, have you seen any of Richard Lester's movies? You'd have to list what they are. Um, I have not, I don't recognize that name. Pat S says, she's right. I like as, but he's a little gross. I wouldn't watch him with my mom is all I'm saying. <laughs> okay. I still love as. Yeah, I, I get that. I get that. But, um, <laughs> but I love as man. He's great. Hunger Junker Vunga Vunga says, I'm a better clown than as. No, 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 no. As is, is hilarious. Hamilton Berger says, kneel before as. Yes, indeed. Tina B says, just be sure when you shop, you have the Amazon smile link in your search bar. They'll give you a list of causes to link to. I was shocked that I found any to support. Nice. General Winkster says, Odin, can you get me in contact with Jeff from World Class BSers? I hear you have connections. <laughs> oh, you're such a troll. Uh, Super says, was AFK for a bit, and my phone is being wonky. Regarding what you were talking about early with Amazon, I can't say I'm surprised. they also been working on facial recognition AI. Yeah, absolutely. And and their stores is crazy, too. It, it, they're, they're, these concepts are that it scans your face or it scans, like, your ID or something as you walk in, and then you take anything you want, and then you leave, and then it automatically charges your account. It's a cool concept, but it's also like, uh, it's kind of creepy. Hamilton Berger says, my first DVD I can recall is Urban Cowboy with John Travolta. Interesting. Dadman Walking 55 says, yes, the chicken was fried only way in the South. Damn right. Sounds delicious. Nathan Slay says, Hey, the Ledger's laugh as the Joker is truly terrifying. That performance is still unbelievable, and the Dark Knight is still awesome-tacular. I definitely agree there. Pat S says, My money goes to Vets, St. Jude's, and the Priest at St. Patrick's. Dude, great list of groups there. Dude, the, the Priest at St. Patrick's are rock stars. Absolute rock stars. Um... I was hoping that I would, I might, I might be in the region this year for Easter. Cause I think my wife and I are trying to plan a trip down to Pensacola where her family is. And she says that she would be okay if I left Pensacola to, to do like Easter mass or at least a couple of the Easter mass days. So depending on when we're able to leave and, and, and how we can make that work, I might be in new Orleans for Easter this year. Um, because there's, there's one thing I miss. Oh man, the Easter vigil mass at St. Patrick's, not much else like it in the world. The only issue, the only bad thing about, about the, uh, the mass at St. Patrick's, at least from the years that I went to it was they could, they could never get the mic to work outside when they were blessing the fire. 
when they were blessing the fire. You would always get like bits and pieces of it and it wouldn't always come through. That was the only issue they ever had. But man, yeah, dude, St. Patrick's priests are solid. Uh, Baptist 702, long time no see, man. Thanks for being here. I appreciate the $10 super chat. Says Superman and Lois actually pays respect to the character and the spirit of Clark Kent and Superman, which is why it has grown in popularity. A refreshment after so many woke superhero shows. Yeah, especially in the CW, right? The CW has gone woke in a lot of different shows, a lot of different ways, going away from source material. But here in this show, Superman is Superman, right? Superman is actually the character that we expect him to be. Which is crazy that we have to say it that way, right? It's such a novel concept. Oh, wait, Superman is actually Superman? But we have to say it in today's world, which which is crazy. But yeah, man, totally agree. And it's the reason why now I'm a fan of it, why, why I'm watching it now. I, I have my, because um, I don't get to watch shows live, but I have this app, it's called Play On, and it's basically DVR for a lot of these different uh, places that put things on like the day of, day after, you know, like the CW has their app and everything. What's cool though is that basically it records it, records it like a DVR. And then because it's like that, I can upload it to my Plex server and then fast forward through commercials. It's awesome. It's great. Sadly, there's not a lot of TV shows for me to do that with nowadays though, because they're most not, mostly not good. Uh, Super says, at least according to Washington Post, the AI is intended for law enforcement, etc. And they recently came under fire because it's alleged the CCP is using it too. Amazon is scary. Yeah. Amazon in the Communist Party of China. No, thank you. Infiertor says, is the in real life friend of the Smallville actor that Nixium cult chick? Yes. I don't know if it's Nixium or not, but she was, yes. She's like a part of a cult. And yeah, Allison Mack. There it is. Yes. Thank you. Slicer Neon's mentioned Allison Mack literally lost her marbles. A psycho cultist. Yep, that was the one. All right, they are confirming that it was indeed Nexium. Yep, <laughs> sad that she went insane because I really like her character in Smallville. But it's, I, I've always wanted to go back and rewatch it. Um, but now I feel like if I ever re- rewatch the series, I'm gonna get to any scene with her and be like, "Ooh, you're crazy!" Like you know, you know the the, the famous the the meme that's always there of a. Uh, Oh, what's his name? Steve Harvey. You know, the Steve Harvey meme. You're crazy. Like, that's Alex Mack. Alex, Alex Mack? Why, why did I say Alex Mack? The secret world of Alex Mack. That's why. Anytime I hear Allison Mack, all I can ever think of is the, is the old school, was it Nickelodeon Disney show? I think it was Nickelodeon. Uh, the secret world of Alex Mack. Classic show. Uh, Tina B says, Ten Commandments is being released on the big screen, I think, next week. Whoever might be able to see it on the big screen again. Yeah, seriously. Anyone who wants to check that out. Um, it wasn't my cup of tea. Um, it's great. Don't get me wrong. Like it, it's amazing what they can do with it, but it's a little bit on the slow edge for me. Um, and obviously I'm not able to see, I'm not able to see anything in theaters right now, um, with, with the little one, but at some point in the future, I will be able to see them again. And I can't wait. Thanatos Felicitas says, if you want two popcorn movies, Grand Theft Auto, 1977, and Eat My Dust, 76. Ron Howard was in both and directed the first. Interesting. I don't typically think of 70s films as being big popcorn films, at least like for me. Um, 
All right, Pac-Man uh, misspelled it, but I see it, and this is something that I want to talk about. So Pac-Man 1 says, Did you hear that Black Widow will debut on July 9th and will be simultaneously released on Disney Plus for $30, and so will Cruella? What are your thoughts? Yes, I did. And that was some of the news earlier that I was going to talk about and then get lost in the chat. But yes, Disney, once again, dropping the ball, screwing over the movie theaters, screwing over theaters. Saying, hey, believe us this time, how many times now has Black Widow moved? Was it four, five times maybe this time? At this point, here's my question. Are there any people that are honestly really excited for this movie? Don't get me wrong. There's going to be a few people out there that are, that are going to want to see this film. I feel like, though, they have spent so much time wasting potential wasting hype that by the time the film comes out people are going to be not interested and also it's going to be so underwhelming that people are going to be disappointed and that it's not going to do as well financially which you know what to be honest at this point it should happen it couldn't happen to a better company than disney for them to lose money on a movie um not to mention cruella again no one asked for it and no one i think is interested in that take on the story so it's interesting that they're going to do the $30 on Disney Plus model because they, of course, never release how well any of their movies have actually done on their services for the $30. They just said, oh, we did a really good job or, oh, it was better than expected. or blah, blah. They don't give us actual raw data. They don't give us actually raw numbers. That's one of the reasons why they do it because they can control the narrative. They can control the narrative. And so, yeah, I'm not surprised at all. Don't be surprised if they push it back again. Um, but at this point, if they really wanted to get hype for this movie, they would release it for free on on uh, Disney Plus. They they can't because they just released Raya and the Last Dragon for thirty dollars, right? They here's the other thing too. And again, think about it for a second. Think about how every Disney Plus exclusive film has been released, charging you thirty dollars. Disney's Mulan, uh, Raya and the Last Dragon, and there may have been like one or two others. What was the one film in that same time frame that was released, but was released for free? Soul. I think there's a narrative there that people aren't talking about that I think they could talk about. I'll, I'll just leave it at that. You should all maybe pick up what I'm laying down. Pat S. says, you mean the 15 commandments? I remember watching the 10 commandments on TV every Easter. I'd take all the black jelly beans out of my basket for my dad. <laughs> nice. Uh, that sounds like a fun tradition. Rosie G12 says, too much slow motion makes him seem like a one-trick pony. Well, he kind of is. Uh, Hardwick says, did you hear that Disney got the interview that George Lucas did with a student in which he mentioned that only the first six movies are his vision and he lost control of Star Wars taken down? I did. But then I also saw that Anna, that Star Wars girl, said that she has it. Here's the thing. Once it's up there, you can't get rid of it. So someone must have uh, screen shared it or downloaded it or something. I need to see it still. So if anyone has a link, send it my way. Remember, I am not on Twitter. Again, I am off Twitter until Easter Sunday, uh, so don't send it to me on Twitter, but I got email, I got Discord, because that sounds awesome. Kudos to, to George Lucas for actually saying that out loud. 
Uh, Rosie G12 says, Snyder must have owned, uh, must have owed someone something, and the payback was casting Jesse Eisenberg. Seems that way. Super says, before it gets too late, I'd love to know your thoughts on Black Widow going Disney Plus. Just talked about that. Uh, Dad Milwaukee 35 says, my wife is big into getting physical media. Our, on our anniversary, we hit six thrift stores in three counties and bought, I don't know how many DVDs. I lost count, but it was, uh, it was less than a dollar each. Yeah, dude, you can get some great deals out there. I will say, don't go for the DVDs, man. Blu-rays, all right? The, the difference between quality on a DVD and Blu-ray is night and day, not to mention Blu-rays are a lot more scratch-resistant than DVDs. Uh, Lou S. says, I miss your box office breakdown videos on Geeks and Gamers. I do, too. I miss it so much. And it hurts me that I have not done one in so long. And I haven't been able to. There's been no box office to break down. Uh, Nathan Slay says, which is better, Ford v. Ferrari or 1917? I would say Ford v. Ferrari is the best overall movie. And Fiatra says, Alex, I'm not even mad. I'm impressed. Uh, There's a warrior says, just imagine Alex McCarthy getting stuck in a groundhog loop for the day watching the Snatter Cut. I think that he would like that, which is odd. Hardwick says, I was surprised when I heard Mara's English accent in the Snatter Cut. I actually thought it would work better. It made her sound aristocratic and upper crust in a way that fits Atlantean royalty. To be honest, I didn't even men- I didn't even notice it. Probably because I just saw Amber Heard that evil, yeah, kind of like Amber Heard, I think, for me, has become a little bit like, uh, what's her name from Tiger King? Carol Baskin. <laughs> Carol Baskin, that, yeah, Amber Heard, that, so that, that's all I could think about the whole time when that was there. <laughs> uh, Ham Sandwich says, is Odin on Cash App? I, I technically have one, I just don't know enough, basically, I... I'm on almost anything. Like I have PayPal, Streamlabs, uh, Patreon, things like that. Cryptocurrency. I have crypto uh, crypto addresses in the uh, description below. But I haven't shared a Cash App link yet, just because I don't. I just want to make sure that the Cash App is not going to share any private information, and I don't have confirmation on that yet. But technically, I do. You might be able to find me at OMB Reviews on there, and if you can see OMB Reviews on there, then. Should be me. Rosie G12 says, how far the Jesuits have fallen. So sad. Agreed. There are a handful of really good Jesuit priests out there. Don't get me wrong. Uh, the high school I went with went to had a lot of great faithful priests. And unfortunately, though, a lot of the mainstream ones, not that great. Not that great. Roger the Shrubba in the chat. What's going on? Rosie G12 says the Cardinal Newman Society every year publishes a guide to Catholic colleges, uh, to true Catholic colleges, as opposed to woke ones. Very valuable info for Catholic parents. Yeah, Rosie G12, I wish I had had that when I was choosing college. I wish I had had access to that when I was choosing college because I think it would have been hugely beneficial. All right. Well, we have to switch over to members only now. So again, apologize if I'm skipping any comments, but we are running out of time and I want to make sure that I am able to get to all of the members comments. Uh, so let's see, we got Sola Numticker. Uh, what's going on? Welcome back to the chat. Um, we also have Withering Liberal in the chat as well. Hail to you. Um, let's see. All right. Members only. 
Pat S says, that was my sarcastic voice, Odin. I 100% agree with you about the Southern SJ. Okay. It's hard to tell on the internet sometimes. So thank you for that clarification. I figured it was. Uh, thank you, Tina B, for letting them know how to contact me. DadmanWalk55 says, thank you for saying that Kong Skull Island wasn't good. I thought that I watched another movie from what I've heard elsewhere. Yeah, I don't understand how... I thought at the time a lot of people didn't like it. I thought at the time a lot of people were critical. But yeah, apparently people, I think, don't really remember that they've not made really good Kong or Godzilla films recently. I don't know. Hardwick says, I just realized who should have been cast as The Flash. Tom Cruise. You have to admit, he knows how to run well. That is a fair point. There's Here's the thing, Hardwick. There is a lot more legitimacy to Tom Cruise being the Flash than Ezra Miller. I think all of us can at least agree on that point. <laughs> Snort a poopus. Cuber. Lord of the Rings books and movies will always be my favorites. Currently listening to the audiobooks at bedtime. Reading has been a yearly ritual for a long time. Yes. Um, I'm in the process. I have an Audible account for the, for the sole reason of... Uh, for the sole reason of getting access to all of the Lord of the Rings on audiobook because I want to be able to, especially as uh, baby Thor gets older to listen to them with him. Uh, since obviously that's just better for me. It's better for him. It's I think again, we have the books too, the physical books as well, but also reading in general is very good. By the way, it looks like it works. Um, so George, thank you very much, George. I don't know if you want me to say your full name or not. So I'll just say George. Thank you for the $10 cash app donation. It works. Uh, and he's got the fist and says, found you, bro. Well, George, man, thank you. I appreciate that. So I guess if you want to donate on Cash App, OMB Reviews on Cash App. I think that was uh, what it was. <laughs> like I was saying for a second, and then he's just like, boom, found you. Take this donation. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Uh... This is a good question, so I'll, I'll read it. I'll break my rule for a second. He says, which is better so far, Superman and Lois or Stargirl? Um, Stargirl because we have a complete season, and we don't know exactly where this one's going yet. So I, I feel like it's unfair for me to compare the two, if you if you know what I mean. Um. All right. Rosie Rosie G12 says Odin Richard Lester directed a Hard Day's Night. Help Robin and Marion, the Three Musketeers, among others. Okay, then yeah, I I haven't seen. Um, I don't think I've seen any. Maybe Three Musketeers. There's been so many renditions of Three Musketeers. Maybe I haven't. Hardwick says, Have you watched the 1950 series of The Avengers of Superman starring George Reeves? George Reeves is tied with Christopher Reeves as the best Superman, in my opinion. The first season was especially great. No, I haven't. And to be honest, I don't think it would probably be my cup of tea because I probably would have, I would probably have issue with any of the flying effects that they do. Just not a big fan of, of old school uh, flying effects, to be honest. Uh, Brian Bars, uh, we, we talked about, yeah, we, we've mentioned him previously. 70B says, Easter is on April 4th. That Saturday before, I will be traveling. Well, 70B, there will be no show on April 3rd, all right? So I can say that right now, that April 3rd, there will be no Saturday show. So this coming Saturday will be the last Saturday show for the next two weeks because I will be traveling 
during Easter at some point, but also I'm trying to go to the Easter Vigil Mass uh, somewhere, and so I will not be streaming. So yeah, Saturday, April 3rd, uh, which is Holy Saturday, there will be no stream. So there will be a Tuesday stream that week um, before Spy Wednesday. Um, But the Easter Triduum is one of my favorite times of the year. Uh, So... I, I, there's a chance I might not be on Friday night tights that night. Cause that's going to be good Friday. Uh, Hardwick says I have no interest in watching Superman and Lois. I find Hawkland mediocre and the lowest actress worse. I don't like the concept of them living on the Kent farm with sons. Plus it's going to go. woke. well here Hardwick, we don't know it's going to go woke. We don't know that yet for sure. But, um, yeah, it's obviously not going to be for everyone. I personally like it. Thursday the Warrior says, read uh, Riyadh Dreher's Live, by, Live Not by Lies for a scary discussion of what the plans for algorithms and AI can be used for in the coming soft totalitarian age. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, I did like Adventures of Pete and Pete. Yes. Uh, the Pumpkin Eaters Halloween episode. One of my favorites. Father Gizamilla says, told you I'd to make it back for the end. Yeah, seriously. Uh, with with just a couple minutes to spare at this point. Hardwick says, still looking forward to Black Widow, but I get madder and madder at Disney each time they push it back. I want to hurry up and find out whether it's good already. Quick, keep me in suspense. I can say at this point, dude, it's it's just not going to be worth it. No movie can be worth this 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 number of uh, pushbacks. All right, we are at members only. We are at members only. Uh, CF Productions, hello there. Hello to you. Lord Toast says, have a great night, everyone. Great night to you as well. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Um, The internets are forever, Stephanie B says there. That is true. That is a fact. As Inferior also says, the internet never forgets. Father Cusimela says, I finished the second viewing of the Snyder Cut and might do a third later this week. Father, don't do it. Father, Why? Why? It's not that good. Father, keep in mind, that would be 12 hours of your life. Father, think about what we can do with those 12 hours. Think about the prayers that can be offered during that time. And that's something that I need to do myself. But come on. Come on, Father. I expected better from you. I expected better from you. All right, let's see. Orange Review says, your thoughts on the upcoming Mortal Kombat 2021? I'm looking forward to it. I've seen one trailer, maybe two, and I think it's going to be cool. The effects look good, which when the effects can look good even in the trailer, it means that it likely will look good in the final product as well. So um, I appreciate it. So there we go. Ham Sandwich. Now I have the proper name to, to say. Ham Sandwich. Thank you for that $10 donation via Cash App. I appreciate it, man. Appreciate you. Harvey says, I suspect that Disney originally wanted the Phantom Menace to hate Cara Dune so they could play the they hate strong woman card like Captain Marvel and Rey, but it backfired on them. Yeah, it's, it'd be interesting to see if we find out more behind the scenes stuff the more further removed she gets from the series. Alice McCarthy says, Tom Cruise is Flash, Keaton is Batman, Brandon Routh is Superman, would be a cool old man Justice League. Brandon Routh's not that old, though. He's really not that old uh, as a Superman. I mean, I think you could argue Tom Welling's probably older than him now. Tom Welling would be more of an old man uh, Superman at this point. I think he's older. Could be wrong. 
Could be wrong there. Rosie G12 says, Odin, Robin, and Marion. The title roles are played by Sean Connery and Audrey Hepburn. Interesting. That's a good cast. That's some good casting right there. Indeed. Uh, Father Christopher Miller says, why? I disagree. And besides, it's playing in the background while I work. Okay. Well, that's different, Father. If you're working at the same time, okay. I understand that sense of comfort that some films can bring about. And hey, four hours is a long time. So it can keep you focused on the work for four hours. That 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 is much more acceptable, Father. <laughs> to an extent. Uh, <laughs> Hardwick says, Jesse Eisenberg's acting wasn't even the worst part of Lex Luthor in BBS. The writing was, I still can't understand his motivations. Superman's too powerful to be trusted, so I'll create Doomsday. Yes, seriously. Not to mention, how in the hell does he actually know how to create Doomsday? Like, how does he actually know how to, like, work all those things? And also, why is it that it will actually accept him? Like, I understand he's got the fingerprints of a Kryptonian, but it's like, there's so many like plot holes and contrivances in that to make it work. It's just not good. Alex says Superman don't age like humans do though. That's a fair point. Orange chat says the actor for Scorpion in Mortal Kombat is a huge draw for me. Uh, Hiro, Hiro, Hiroyuki Sanada is a great actor. The Wolverine 47 Ronin, the last samurai is a legit great actor. I think I know who you're talking about. And yes, sounds like a good reason to watch. Snorta Poopus says Father Christopher Miller is watching Saturn Cut, so I don't have to. Seriously. Taking that Christ-like figure to the extreme. Uh, Father says, I truly enjoyed the movie. I love the cyborg story where in the 2017 doesn't really explain much about him. I do think that was a plus for it, is that we do get more background on Cyborg's backstory. But um, as I said, eh. And that said, I hated BVS and someone and somewhat like Man of Steel. Amy Adams doesn't make a good Lois Lane, but Snyder sold me on Affleck as Batman. Yeah, I, I guess I just I'm kind of over it now a bit. All right, Hardwick says, "Did you notice how much more brutal Wonder Woman's bank fight scene was Snyder cut? She was hitting and throwing the terror so hard they were dying from the impact with blood splatter." I didn't see. That's the thing. There's these little details that he added in that I just didn't even notice. And so that's why I was so unimpressed because it was like, really, you're just going to add blood splatters in and expect that to be a new movie. I don't know. I just, I, I think that's a bit much father. This says Ezra Miller wasn't as irritating. Ah, he was just as irritating father. He was just as irritating father. Come on over here. Uh, your Muslim uncle coming in at the very end. Hail and God's peace to you. Blessing upon you. God bless you. Your Muslim uncle. But that is going to be it for me tonight, everybody. So let me shout out uh, some members on the channel. We got, Rich the Savior, Dadman Walking 55, MTAC Shark Forever Sci-Fi, FCC 2014, Rosie G12, Andrew Hoyle, Eric K, Orange at Reviews, Adam Avery, The Bosco 2000, Twirly Wolf, Jay Stowe, and Aiden Vickery. Thank you all very much for being members at the Army of Asgard level and above. Also, if you're at the Keeper Bifrost level or above on Patreon, Subscribestar, or on YouTube, check out the community tab or the general posting locations on the other two because there's going to be a podcast this week. So leave any of your questions for me and John the Flick Pick Flickinger uh, sometime soon because we'll be recording that tomorrow evening. So please... Leave your questions if you have not done so already. JKDBuck76, uh, Ezra Bridger is by far better. I am actually a fan of Rebels, and I like Ezra Bridger, so that's not even, uh, no competition there. Uh, so good night to the new number two. Good night, Rosie G12. Good night, Snorta Poopus. 
Good night, Edgardo Martinez in Fear Tour as well. Hardwick, good night. Kigo Rogers, good night. Uh, Tina B, 70 B, shout out to the Valks. Tip your Valks on the way out as well. I say knee, Snorter Poopa says. Anyway, you guys are all amazing and beautiful people. I all have a wonderful evening. And as always, God bless. And now for a huge shout out to all of my March Patreon members. Andrew Hoyle, Animation Commentator, Brian P, Divex, Enrique Evangelista, Father Christopher Miller, hail to you, Father, Father Damien Cook, Garrett Searles, The Honky Chonky Funky Monkey, Inflamed Wood, Trap Productions, Jason Clark, Jacob Juice, Jay, Jeffrey Toon, Jonathan Carney, Laura, the Modern Major General Story, Mike Jackson, Mad Mitch Dunaway, Mr. Peabody and his evil twin with the beautiful hair, On to June, Orange Hat Reviews, Out of Step with Reality, Priscilla Hall, Riff Magos, Rosetta Allen, Steve Glasker, Teresa Martin, Theodore Benden, Tina Bojan, and of course, the Empress of the Universe, Tina B. Thank you all very much for being my Patreon members. And now a shout out to all of my Subscribestar members. Stand for John B, Perpetual Punster, Mr. Roy, Glinzer, J. Alex McCarthy Jr., uh, Dean Heiss slash the new number two, J-Rod the Beer Guru, Nebadon G. Adams, and ZK Man, and Dion. Thank you all so very much for being my Subscribestar members, and to everyone who has been supportive of the channel. Of course, a shout out to my YouTube members, and you all know that you get your special perks every single time that we do a live stream, so thank you again for your support. If you want to have your name shouted out at the, every single, at the end of every single live stream and at the end of every single video, please check out the links in the description below to become a Patreon or Subscribestar member today. You're going to also get access to things at the upper tiers, like a bi-weekly podcast that I do with my friend John the Plick John the Flick Pick Flickinger. We also, of course, have a Chosen of Valhalla live stream once a month where me and my Chosen come together on this channel to talk about whatever it is that they want to talk about. So anyway, if all that stuff sounds interesting to you, please check out the links below. You guys are amazing, beautiful people. Hope you all have a wonderful day. And as always, God bless.